On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome to episode 46 of On Screen and Beyond. This is Brian Zemrak, and we have got some great news for you coming up in this episode, so stick around. We'll get into that in just a moment. But the guest on this show is the director of the movie How to Be, which stars an actor that some of you may have known or may have heard of. His name is Robert Pattinson from a movie called Twilight or something like that. That's right. He's going to be um, in this movie called How to Be, and we have the director, and the, he's actually the writer, and the producer of the film. His name is Oliver Irving, and he's going to join us, and he's going to talk about his movie, and he's going to talk about Robert Pattinson, who sings in the film, and also, of course, is the star. So we'll get into that on the interview segment right here on On Screen and Beyond in just a few minutes. And uh, like I was saying earlier, we're working our way toward our 50th episode, and to celebrate, we are going to be having some very special shows all this week to bring you up to the 50th. And tomorrow, we'll bring you episode 47. That's right. It's coming right out. And we are going to be honored to have the director, writer, and producer, Tanya S. Hawley, whose film, When I Find the Ocean, is being released in theaters May 11th. And um, we're going to have some special episodes featuring that film. And we'll follow up with episodes, of course, with the actors who are in the film. And that leads us up to the 50th episode with a very special interview with an Oscar-winning actor. And then, following up after that, we'll be celebrating that week with some more special shows that will be coming out very quickly. So it's going to be one big celebration toward our 50th, and we've got, um, like I say, uh, Oliver Irving coming up in this episode. Then we have Tanya S. Hawley in the next episode, and then some people who are in her movie, When I Find the Ocean, after that. It's just going to be one thing after another. Some great interviews with some very interesting people. You don't want to miss them. And that's coming up all this week and next week right here on On Screen and Beyond. So we hope you'll stick around for that and join us. And coming up next, we're going to take a, get right into the remake madness right here on On Screen and Beyond. As far as remakes, the 80s TV show V, which was a sci-fi show and also a miniseries, it starred Mark Singer, is headed to be remade on the big screen in 2010, starring Laura Vandervoort, who starred as Kara on the TV show Smallville, and also a remake of 1984's all of Me, which starred Steve Martin back then and Lily Tomlin also, it's, uh, that's in the works too. This time, it will star Queen Latifah, if all goes well. And that's about it for Remake Madness. Coming up next, upcoming movies right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming movies, well, it looks like Johnny Depp. It always seems that he's in the news lately, connected to some picture. And this time, uh, he is connected with a film uh, and lending his voice to a film called Rango. It's set for a 2011 release, and it's about a household pet that goes on an adventure to find its true self. And in 2010, it'll bring us The Cross, starring Orlando Bloom, in a film about a man who attempts to cross a mysterious border that has never been crossed before. And in July, um, 
of this year, actually. Kristen Dunst will star in All Good Things. It's about a detective who begins to unravel a missing persons case that could spell doom and even death to a hair of a New York real estate dynasty. And that's about it for upcoming movies on On Screen and Beyond. Coming up next, taking you down to Sequel City. Find out what's going on in the sequel world right here on On Screen and Beyond. Well, Sequel City, it looks like Michael Douglas and Oliver Stone are working on a uh, sequel to Wall Street. It will start filming this summer and promises to... uh, Come direct from the headlines as far as the storyline. So that could be interesting. And Sex in the City 2 is back in the news with the official signing of Chris Noth as uh, reprising his role as Mr. Big in the sequel. And uh, filming starts in September, and you can look for May 28, 2010 release of Sex in the City 2. And there's talk that there could be a prequel to Alien in the works, but... Uh, Word has it that uh, that will happen only if the original Alien director, Ridley Scott, is available to direct. That's about it for Sequel City right now on On Screen and Beyond. Coming up next, TV on DVD. As far as TV on DVD, well, it looks like May 5th, you can look for a baby story, first-time parents to hit stores as the TLC show comes to DVD. Also, on May 5th, you can look for Earth. Final Conflict Season 1, as it arrives on DVD, featuring five discs and 22 episodes from the Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry. And on May 12th, Dana Carvey's The Dana Carvey Show, the complete series, makes its way to DVD, as well as Penn & Teller's BS Season 6, as it hits stores on that date, May 12th. And also, finally, Sister Sister Season 2 comes your way, featuring... Tia and Tamara Maori, and that's uh, along with Tim Reed, of course. And that's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, Movies on DVD. (laughs) Movies on DVD, well, it looks like May 5th, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button comes to DVD starring Brad Pitt. And on May 12th, Star Trek Motion Picture Trilogy. Arrives on Blu-ray and on DVD. In October 6th, Disney will release its classic Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs on a Blu-ray and DVD combo pack seven weeks before the standard DVD release is released on November 24th. And that's about it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we are going to have our special guest, the director of the movie How to Be, which stars actor Robert Pattinson of Twilight fame. Of course, I'm talking about director Oliver Irving. He's going to be joining us next right here on the interview segment of On Screen and Beyond. Yesterday on On Screen and Beyond is the director of the film How to Be, a movie which features the star of Twilight, Robert Pattinson, and also Joe Hastings, who was a composer and uh, had a part in the show. It's Oliver Irving and Joe Hastings with me. Welcome to the show, guys. Hello. Hello. Now, we'll get into the film itself uh, so you can give us an idea of what it's about. But uh, first off, now, Oliver, you were the producer, director, and writer of the film? 
Yeah, essentially I was the director, but um, I also wrote the scripts, um, but had help from people like Joe and contributions from other people who helped improvising and working on the scripts. And then I also, yeah, co-produced the movie, got the movie made. So, And I sort of had a hand in helping with Joe with the score. And so I was kind of collaborating on a lot of levels. Well, I noticed that, that you also were part of writing the, the songs. We have, did you have a background of uh, writing music? No, Joe and I were in a band when we were younger. And so we knew how to work music with each other. And we had a similar sense of humor. So what we really did is we wrote the songs that... Um, Art plays in the movie, the character played by Robert Pattinson Art. And those songs then became souped up by Joe. Joe would take them away and form the actual score of the movie using those songs, souped up versions of songs, and creating a, a, an original score based on themes within those songs. But the original songs me and Joe wrote together. Joe, did, um, what style of music is it that's in the film? I haven't seen it yet, so. Oh, um, I don't know. What would, you, what would you say the style of music is? I mean, essentially, he's a he's a kind of primitive singer-songwriter who writes, um, who plays b fairly basic chords, and um, the idea was that the melodies would, would be able to would be able to transfer them and transform them into kind of larger kind of pieces for the um, for the score. So we wanted the melodies to be distinctive and kind of cut through, um, but essentially the songs are very simple and um, they're kind of you know. Very simple piece of music. Now, is this your first effort of, of writing music for a film? Uh, no, I had, I'd had to be. I mean, we, took, we finished the film what, 18 months ago now, is it? But, uh, but I'd, I'd had um, limited experience before that, so this was the first feature I'd done. Um, Did you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it, was great. It, was, it was a lot of fun, and um, the sort of process was, was interesting and quite distinct from other, other films I've worked on because me and Oliver were working together quite early on on the music and the script so it was kind of it was a very very much a collaborative process so it was good so you both worked on the some of the story and you both worked on the music together do you do you find that helpful to bounce things off people oh very very much so and this was a world that we both knew about it was about musicians it was about people in a similar position to us so it was great because joe could write us a scene and we could kind of analyze ourselves and analyze our friends and the people around us and find the humour in it and then inject that into the scene. So Joe would send me an idea and I could say this is great and explore it and expand it and put it in the script and I'd look well, yeah. And then we could use those musical ideas as a basis for the story and where it was going to go and to some extent how the characters work. For instance, we also used the music of uh, Johnny White who plays Ronnie in the film. So he's playing a kind of version of himself and he brought his tracks that he's released that he releases under the, the name Roller Coaster Project. Um, and so he was kind of bringing himself into the film and giving us part of the score. So his, his music's very different, it's kind of electronic music and it's or electro music and it has a very different feel but it builds up the kind of his character. Whenever he's around you hear his music and that kind of influences the score as well and everything was kind of um, developed together so that it kind of although in some ways the film um, is maybe even kind of jumbled at the same time there's actually a cohesion that comes together artistically now, what inspired you to write this story? I needed a film to direct <laughs> As I said, I'm a director really um, but 
you know, I took the, the model of like, I couldn't find anything that I wanted to adapt or any scripts at the time. And I took the model that I've heard of before, which is, you know, write about what you know. So I'd found these subjects fascinating and interesting and funny. And I thought there's something really interesting and fun here. And I could get people I know to come and work on it with me and get the movie made. So, Joe, you, you had a small part, you said, in the film? I did, a very small part. What, what was it? Um, I played um, a love intre- the, love in- the new love interest of um, Art's uh, ex-girlfriend, um, who is... Um, how do you describe him? Very... Sorry. He was... Uh, we came up with this character called... It's actually called in the script Nice Dave. So he's one of those people who's annoyingly nice. And when Art encounters him, he wants to be annoyed with him because this looks like the potential new suitor for his ex-girlfriend. And he wants to be angry and express that anger, but the guy's just way too nice. And so we based it on people we'd known before that were kind of annoyingly nice. And we found this funny that we could have a character that's kind of irritating but always completely pleasant. And Oliver decided to cast me in that role, so that was nice. Oliver's an old friend of mine. Now, how did you come about to get um, Robert Pattinson? Pattinson? Uh, we had, um, basically, once we, once we developed this main character, we realized that we needed someone who could take the responsibility of... It was all very well me having my friends come and play certain parts, and I think they were brilliant, but they were, they were kind of playing versions of themselves. And we had an actual character that we kind of invented, and we needed to find someone who could fill those shoes. And we did extensive casting for well over a year, searching and searching and searching, trawling through every young actor and TV presenters and musicians and comedians and anyone we thought might be right for the role. And in the end, Rob came in and he was the right person at the right time. And, you know, we knew he could interact with us as friends and become part of that gang and that he understood the character properly and also understood the musicianship involved in it. Because, of course, he is also a musician, so it was perfect. I was going to ask you about that. He did have a past of music? He did, yeah. I mean, he very much underplayed it when he came to the audition. But the film's very much about people... I mean, I think one of the things about English humour, I would say, is the good thing about the English people is they can laugh at themselves. So what we're doing in this film is we're poking fun at ourselves the whole time. You know, or I'm poking fun at them, should I say. But, you know, in the film, like, those guys who came to play those parts, like Ronnie and Nicky um, and Art and maybe even to some extent Joe, I don't know, kind of <laughs> poking fun at themselves are saying, this is, a, like, an absurd version of my character or parts of my character. And although, I mean, obviously Joe's a lot... He's probably the, the least close to his character in the film. But anyway, they're poking fun at themselves and Rob came in and we just understood that and and could say okay I can poke fun at myself you know and Rob was trying out musical things and in this film he gets to play this absolutely terrible musician and you know, struggling away but actually has this great potential and I think he understood that character and could empathize with it and, and make it real and that's why he was perfect for the role he really understood what this part was about and what we were going for with the humor in the movie Was he already involved with Twilight when he started your, your, your film? Very early on, he was telling me about this film that he was, he was being called back for. 
and all he told me at first was it was some vampire movie in America so I assumed it was going to be some low budget horror movie somewhere um, but then as we learnt more about it we realised you know this this had potential to be something really big so it's it's, it's of course it's grown so which is good for your film of course it's wonderful yeah does he do all his singing in, his own singing in the film yep all his own singing and everything we played in the film was recorded live because we didn't want it to have um, often when you watch a movie they'll pre-record all the tracks and people will mime along and it looks phony and it sounds phony and it just just, just wouldn't cut the mustard so with us we said everything we do we record it live we record it on set they actually play so when they have a jam session in the film it's an actual jam session recorded live when they play on stage they actually played live the only thing we had to pre-record was the drums for Nicky because uh, well Joe can explain that because he wasn't he couldn't play the drums he was he was uh, uh, he didn't have co any coordination for it so we had to pre-program pre the drums and make them sound kind of scrappy and sort of try and bed it in with everything else that was going on so yeah he was miming along. Everyone else was playing live, but he was miming. Huh. That's interesting. Um, now, but, but when he's but when he's singing in the movie in the jam sessions, when any of the other bits where he's singing, that's of course completely live. Yeah. We had to. Interesting little little tidbit there. Um, now. Uh, is this coming out on DVD shortly? I thought I saw somewhere that uh, it was coming out. IFC are releasing it video on demand um, on the 29th of April, so pretty soon. So if you check out your cable providers or check the IFC website, you should be able to find out whether you can see it through them. Um, and then there'll be presumably a rental period, and then it will come out on DVD later. Now, is there a website that uh, fans can go to to find out more information? Yep, uh, www.howtobemovie.com. And on there, there's information about the US release. There's the, the um, English release as well, which is in the middle of May. So that goes straight, comes out straight away on DVD. Um, and. Oh, yeah, there's video blogs. So. Uh, we're, we're kind of doing like a video diary I've done a video diary so the screenings we do I tend to take a little mini video camera out with me and get little bits of footage of what it's like for us kind of going on tour so because we're going on tour now we're playing um, a whole load of venues across America and particular ones are Chicago which is coming out and there's Orlando before that and Boston and then finishing in New York so if anyone wants to come see the movie, hopefully they can come out to one of those screenings. The Chicago one should be pretty yeah. fantastic. Minneapolis as well. And Tallahassee. Oh, sorry. So, it's, it, um, so as far as uh, how has it been for you guys, you know, all of a sudden you're going all over the country, the United States, and I'm sure you, you must have been doing things in England, I'm sure. Um, well, it's been going on for about a year now. The film's been playing festivals, and we... I've been going to some, I've been going to most of them, and then we also sent Ronnie out to a festival in Rhode Island at one point, and we sent Nicky out to a festival in New Orleans. When I say Ronnie and Nicky, I mean the actors who play those characters, but we tend to just refer to them as their character names now, I'm afraid. Um, and then, so now Joe's been able to come out to the States as well, and he's going to be here on the tour. <clears throat> and starting in Orlando, we're going to have all four of us together, so it'll be the whole gang of us going out there other people as well so that should be uh, that should be fun yeah. Yeah. 
Any other projects you have coming down the line, or are you still concentrating on this one alone? There's something I'm developing at the moment, which should be quite interesting. It's a kind of contemporary science fiction, speculative fiction, but <clears throat> also based around relationships and uh, communication and all that kind of so thing. So it's not going to be all the blowing up like you see in most science fiction. It's going to actually have a story to it. Exactly. It's not really laser fights in space. It's more kind of people... Uh, exploring how they relate to each other yeah. through a science fiction medium, kind of contemporary science fiction medium. Yeah, well, that, that sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, I, I know we're sitting here and we're about ready to eat, so I want to thank you both for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And we want to thank Joe and Oliver for joining us here and on Screen and Beyond and talking about their film, How to Be, and all about Robert Pattinson. And I'm sure you all enjoyed that one. And we have more coming your way tomorrow. We will be coming out with episode 47. As I said, we are having a celebration here. As we get closer to our 50th, we will just give you consecutive uh, episodes coming at you. And we have another great guest coming your way. It's director, writer... Producer Tanya S. Hawley. She is the writer, director, and producer of When I Find the Ocean. Now, earlier I said we had talked already with uh, Bernie Casey a while back, and you can still hear that episode by going to the On Screen and Beyond podcast reruns, and you can listen to that. He talks about the film When I Find the Ocean, of course, and also of his career. And now we're going to be talking to the director of the film, Tanya Hawley, and she's going to be here. And we are going to have a great time with her on the next episode of On Screen and Beyond. And then we'll bring you more episodes. And I can't tell you who's going to be on quite yet because um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's confirmed. But until, you know, we have it in the can, I don't want to say anything because you, you never know what could happen. Something could come up and uh, we might lose them or something. So I don't want to give away the names yet. But there are some people who were in that film who are going to be coming your way. And we've got them right here on On Screen and Beyond. And then we'll work up to our 50th episode. And then that person who will be interviewed will be an Oscar-winning actor who I know you are going to enjoy. And then the following week after that, we're going to bring you more consecutive interviews and shows from on screen and beyond with some more great actors and uh, directors and everything else and people from the music industry that you know, you've loved them on TV shows and in movies and everything. And it's right here on On Screen and Beyond. You're going to hear them and hear them talk about themselves and their acting career in their movies and their music right from their mouth, not from somebody else or reading it. You're going to hear them right here on On Screen and Beyond. So we've got some exciting stuff. I'm really excited about this. We've uh, come up with some great people to talk to, and we know you're going to enjoy it. So that's coming your way very, very shortly, because we're going to just be pushing these right out as we come to our 50th episode right here on On Screen Beyond. doesn't seem like it's been that long that we've been doing this, but uh, we've uh, had a chance to talk with some great people, and uh, we've got more coming your way. We've lined up a whole bunch more for, you know, all through the summer and everything. We've got some great guests, so I hope you'll stick around, keep listening, tell your friends about us, go to iTunes, and uh, post a um, review about the show. And, uh, hopefully you've enjoyed it. And uh, if you'd like, you can send us some suggestions on people you would like to have us try to get. Uh, we've had some people send suggestions, and we've tried to get those people. And we've done some that you've asked for. And we're still looking for some of the ones that you have uh, asked for. And sometimes it's a little tricky trying to get these people to uh, um, come and talk to us. Uh, sometimes, you know, either they don't, uh, they're not out there anymore. There are 
some people you've asked for people from shows that uh, were back in the past and those actors uh, maybe retired or something and they're just not talking to people but um, we'll, we're trying we'll see what we can do so if you've got a favorite actor movie star or uh, tv star or uh, the musician or something that's been in a group let us know who you like and uh, we'll see what we can do about it you never know we'll try to come up with them so that's about it for episode 46 and coming up Tomorrow, we will bring you episode 47 with director Tanya S. Hawley, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Till then, this is Brian saying take care. Take care.